Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Well, good evening and welcome back, everybody. It's episode 61 of Bitcoin Roundtable. Vince here, along with uh, Darren, who's going to join the party soon, and Libby. <laughs> Where's Bitcoin? Where is Bitcoin? Four. Ooh. Bitcoin, Bitcoin's at four. What does it mean? Good things, right? It's up from, what were we last week? 37, I believe, so it's a nice climb. Well, I've got 38.6 here, but... <laughs> We, we can call it four if you want, Darren. So which one of the big companies, Facebook, Amazon, Google, all those companies, mm-hmm. are coming out with a cryptocurrency? With a coin? Facebook uh, is. They, I would say Google. I would say Facebook because I read it. Oh, well, okay then. Ding, ding, ding. Is that the answer? That's correct. Facebook. Yes. Coming out with a crypto coin, are they? Not crypto. Oh, I'm sorry. They're coming out with the corporate coin, their own coin, face coin. Oh. I don't know what. Nobody wants about. Facebook. What makes them think they want their face coin? <laughs> like, so what? My mom and all her friends at 16 and 70 years old can have it because none of the kids have. Well, they want to bring it Facebook out anymore because so well, Facebook uh-huh. pretty much forces everybody to have their app on their phone if you want Facebook Messenger, and uh, they're finding that it would be a great way for people to pay for services get a cab ride boom just throw your phone they want to basically insert themselves in into your daily uh, buying services yeah but Facebook's not the first one to think and even come no, up with but their Facebook own has the highest um, adoption rate because they have so many users. Well, WhatsApp, you know, you know, right. you can have micro payment systems all over the place for Facebook, and it's just straightforward and easy, right? Right. I believe that when Bitcoin does become more adopted to a point where you're making real purchases, daily purchases with your Bitcoin, that there will be a lot of spin-offs of coins with big companies and. I don't really have a big problem with it. Let them give it a, their best crack. The Facebook coin is basically going to be much like Ripple, right? Where it's underwritten by the bank and controlled by the bank. So, right. You know, the issue with all this stuff is it's just another form of fiat. If you're looking to escape the overreaching zealotry of the SWIFT network or of any bank, you know, you're not going to achieve that by using a Facebook coin or a Ripple. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook basically wants to mine your spending behavior as well, right? So if they have their own coin, they know what you're spending your money on. Yep. You know, it gives them deeper reach into advertising. See, that that doesn't sound like uh, a true blockchain to me, and that's why it I don't think I would like it. Just no, when you well, talk about the tracking of it, right? No, it's a centralized coin, right? Yes. It won't be decentralized. I don't know. Good, good luck to them. I don't know. I won't be participating in well, it, but... Well, you don't know that. Maybe you will. Uh, what if all of a sudden uh, Amazon starts accepting Facecoin? Weren't we talking a little while ago on Amazon's um, talking about accepting Bitcoin or maybe they even do to this day on certain eh, things? I don't see it. No? No. Because the banks don't want them to. Big money does not want Amazon accepting Bitcoin. So yeah, but what happens when Amazon gets bigger than big money and they want to? 
Amazon is a part of big money. Yeah. You can't get bigger than big money. <laughs> you are big money. Well, let's talk about Brexit. Sure. <laughs> so, what were you telling me today, Libby? What happened? They, they voted it down? Uh, Theresa May lost another vote against her deal. Yeah. So we've got 17 days to go with something ridiculous. Maybe 19 days to go until Britain is supposed to leave the EU. And there's talk about, you know, a referendum, another vote. And there's so much talk. I mean, I, as you may know, listeners, I'm from Britain. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm quite passionate about this. And it's just been the biggest shit show ever to Britain for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I no one really knows what the what is going on. Like, I mean, in a nutshell, I, I couldn't. I couldn't even condense it into a three-hour podcast. Britain originally voted to leave, right? Yeah. Right. And do you think if they did another vote, they would still vote the same way? Vince, I, I mean, it's so hard to give an opinion because it's just so far-fetched. I suspect not, because now what has been become clear over the last two and a half years is that no one knows, firstly, how to leave the EU. Right. It's become fairly clear that, that the Leave campaign lied a lot. So there was a lot of misinformation during that vote. You mean lying to the British people? And, yeah. That Boris Johnson, who was one of the main Leave campaigners, said that the, the NHS would receive $350 million a week if they left the EU, which is grossly incorrect. I think it got all wrapped up in the Cambridge Analytical scandal as well. It was during the whole Trump thing, so there was a lot of people real pissed off with immigrants, basically, I mean, to put it bluntly. Essentially what happened is a lot of old people voted to leave because they are basically xenophobic. <laughs> didn't want immigrants to come in. When, in fact, it's just so complicated. I, gosh, I don't, I don't even know how to talk about it because it's so complicated. It seems to be spiralling out of control every day so. almost. I mean, it's caused such an awful divide in Britain. You know, families have broken up because of it. People have lost friendships. Like, it's just so polarising. And it's just so sad. Even if Brexit doesn't happen... You know, all the people that want to leave are going to be so pissed off. There's probably going to be riots all over the country. It is a nightmare. Hmm. I feel bad for May. I mean, she had a tough job. And, yeah, I mean, she didn't achieve what she wanted to, basically. I've got no idea what's going to happen in the next couple of days. They're going to vote tomorrow whether they want to leave without a deal right. or not. And then if they if they vote that they don't want to leave without a deal, I think they're going to vote the next day on whether they're going to extend Article 50, which is basically what they triggered in order to start Brexit. Mm-hmm. Good luck. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would prefer to remain, uh, and it's purely selfish reasons, really, because I'd love my children to have the opportunity to live and work in Europe. But that's a purely selfish reason, right? Because my, you know, our kids are British as yeah. well. Purely selfish reasons. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's a lot of other reasons, but like, just, obviously, but... <laughs> it's closer to your heart. Like, yeah. it's funny. I heard on the radio coming over here today and they said that, you know, if you think being Canadian that this whole Brexit deal isn't going to affect you, you're crazy. Oh. Um, most people you talk to or a lot of people you talk to really couldn't give a shit. In Canada, yes. Yes, yes. What, is it going to put the price of my shortbread up? It's very abstract. I guess we'll find out. We'll know in a couple of weeks. We will. <laughs> That's the deadline. <laughs>
Oh, well, Darren, welcome. Hello. Hey, it's Darren. Oh. That's what we, that's what we got so far, people. Hello. <laughs> what's uh, what's going on with you, Darren? What do you know? Well, you know, I have a countering opinion to Brexit, but a couple pointers. I don't really believe that the no vote on Brexit was really just about immigration. If you round up all the no voters and accuse them all of being xenophobic, I mean, I don't really think that's a, a fair accusation. No, okay. I think, I think many, many. Yeah. I I, do, uh, by no means not all, but many. You know, I'm, I'm talking about what ifs as if, yeah. you know, as if I'm actually a, a citizen of the UK, which I'm not, right? But I would probably have voted for Brexit and it would have nothing to do with the immigration. You're like, you're an academic and an economist. Like I was... To me, it's, I'm just going to piss so many people off with my point, but... Well, no, not, know, the, not the 52 that voted to leave. You cannot share a currency with other countries without becoming completely integrated. You know, there was some talk about the Amero years ago. Yes. Where, you know, the Canadian dollar would cease to exist, as would the U.S. dollar and probably the Mexican peso, and we'd all run on one currency. From my standpoint... And the standpoint of most people who are well-versed in finance, what you are agreeing to would eventually fail unless Canada and Mexico and America really ceased to exist and just became one country. So, to me, if I wanted Canada to be part of the euro, with that knowledge, I am essentially saying I'm okay with Canada no longer existing and forming a new country which includes Canada. Okay. But the UK has its own currency. You lose your sovereignty. Sure, yeah, that, I mean, it, it's an argument, but eventually it doesn't, you know. And what, what you have with a system that's controlling multiple countries with a, with a single currency, what's the point of having a Prime Minister of Canada and a, a premier of Ontario, they they become sub subservient to the ruler of, you know, the assembled countries, which aren't even elected; they're appointed. One leader to control them all. I'm an old school reader of the George Orwell 1984. It's all about just power. It's it's a group of nobles with millions of slaves, and to. To me, the whole concept of Euro, while it has many advantages, personally, I cannot see any country within the Euro being able to hold on to its sovereignty other than just through word of mouth. Like, sure, you have a prime minister, or you would have a prime minister or a president or a ruler of that country, but really, you don't. They're just there as figureheads, much right. like much like the queen is now. You know, I don't want to give up sovereignty of a country, as a you know, and I don't think maybe many people don't see it that way, but I think a lot of people do see it that way, and maybe when they get branded as xenophobic, it kind of makes them angry. It, it creates a bigger rift between the two parties that voted yes versus no. I guess what I, is is what yeah. I feel. Well, you know, I, I well yes, and I I would I would absolutely agree with you on that because the rift has become 
very deep. When they were running the campaign, they were rallying against immigration, like the, 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 like they were actively rallying right. against that. Yeah. So I absolutely understand your point. The media is huge. There's propaganda everywhere. It's, I mean, it goes back to Darren's thing. There's like a lot of people are really struggling these days, right? And they want someone to blame or something to blame. Yeah. And unfortunately, Brexit, the Brexit vote came along at a time where a lot of people are really in the shit, particularly in the north of England, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the reality that in the short term, certainly, if Britain was going to leave, it wouldn't happen. From what I'm understanding now from listening to the news, and I try to listen only to BBC if I can, which is fairly neutral and fairly well-researched. I don't know. I have strong opinions on it, but, you know, it's not It's not a country I'm well-versed in either, right? So it's to me to start talking deeply about it is, is would probably just upset listeners that you know are active members of the euro european community well i think i think a lot right? of people are upset already i think there's <laughs> i think actually i think everyone's just so bored stiff of it because it's been going on for almost three years <laughs> like, like yeah. oh god you know my general feeling is money big money wants the euro to continue and they're probably not gonna let britain separate let them, right. They just won't. You know, well, eventually it'll come around where all, you know... Your vote really All you matter. bad little hamsters that voted no, <laughs> you know, we're going to create enough pain and eventually do enough mumbo-jumbo crap in the political system where we'll have another vote again. Well, mm-hmm. it looks like that. It's absolutely going to happen. Yeah. And, and they'll vote to stay. Yeah. I guarantee I mean, it's just, there's just no other way. Like, money will not let it happen. I guess we'll see how it pans out. That's my personal opinion. Either way, I feel kind of sorry for the people on the no and the yes side, because... I mean, the most interesting part to me is the fact that Merkel is (laughs) running into her own problems, right? Like, she's probably going to be replaced... Well, she's, uh, she's, Germany. She's, she's the German Chancellor, right? Germany is not happy. Like, there's, you know, all the Euro countries are starting to crack, right? This utopian view of like, open the borders as much as you can, bring everybody in, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of underground resentment that's starting to to bubble up to the surface, and it, it could cost Merkel her position. And you're also looking at Mario Draghi, the basically the finance guy in the EU. Like he's basically signaled a more quantitative easing until at least the end of 2019. So they're just going to keep printing money, which is and give it to who though? Well, banks and businesses, and they'll, they'll, in any country in the EU. Well, that's what QE is. It's just printing money, and because uh, all the banks are basically out of money underwater is a good term for it broke so I mean that's what's been happening the last couple of years right EU's just been printing money and of course you know what's the value of a euro if they keep printing euros right mm-hmm. and the US is kind of in the same boat they've they've kind of signaled a, a bit more QE and the Fed's not tightening so you know the, the world is continuing to print more money including Japan which just makes me more and more bullish on Bitcoin <laughs> you know, yup because they're not making more bitcoin there's only going to be 21 million 
So despite the pains of dealing with your own, the security of your own Bitcoin and such, because the bank doesn't handle that for you. It's, it's all looking very bullish to me from a macro perspective, long term, I mean. Let's go Bitcoin. Yeah, anyways, interesting fact. How many, yeah. how many people are in prison in the U.S.? How many people are in prison in China? And mm-hmm. which country has more people in prison? U.S. easily does. I believe it's by almost double. And I think the U.S. has 5 million people in prison. I don't think it's that much. Not that 2 million? It's 2 point something million. 2 point something million? In China, last, the last year measured in China, I think, was 2017 or 2016. And how many was that? 1.6. I think, the re- what's the reason you bring it up? Because there's... Ten times the population of China. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. Of course, that's just the official Chinese numbers, which right. can you trust it? I don't. I don't know. But all you can go on. Have you heard about the social credit system that's been been implemented I, in China? You know, I did hear about that well, on CBC the other day. I heard, yeah, I heard about as much as Libby did. Okay, so fill me in. What's oh. it about? The, the example they gave on CBC is if you take your dog out off leash for a walk which is not deemed socially acceptable. You either get a point in the negative or the positive. But anyway, it's You bad. start out with positive points and they take points away. Oh, there we go. Kind of like a driver's license? Yeah. But yeah. for acting socially responsible. Yeah. yeah. Big brother is watching you. Well, so how many millions of people were denied tickets on high-speed trains in China last year because they had a bad credit score? <laughs> I don't know. How many? Four million. Really? For doing what? How many were denied flights? 17 million. Okay. Because they took their dog out. Which sounds like a lot of people, but there's a lot of people in China. They weren't behaving in a socially acceptable way. And now they are being penalized for it. Socially acceptable to who? To the Chinese government. You know, on the surface, I don't hate the plan. You're behaving like an asshole. You... Do you think if you lived in China, Vince, yes. that you would be... I would have been out of points last you week. Would... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vince would you be are... China. <laughs> I, I'm not one to point fingers, but I think well, you, yeah, I would, I would estimate that you would have a hard time with the social <laughs> credit system. Hmm. Hi. Well, That's a very diplomatic way of pushing it down. Yes. That's all I got to say. I and thought it was really interesting. I believe you would have a hard time with it. No. <laughs> oh, no. No. Okay, just me. Our dog would, Vince. There's some Chinese citizens that talk about it. They say it's great. Okay. They say it's been fantastic because, you know, when they're driving, everybody, when they're on the on-ramp or whatever, they merge. Nice and responsibly. (laughs) At every crosswalk, all the cars stop as soon as there's a person that wants to cross. Nobody fucks around. It's just straight up, like, he says... A bunch of fucking computer robots running around. Well, you know how you can gain back your social credit scores. Oh, no. I saw this on Max Kaiser. I don't quite understand it, but it's by... um, Clicking on Facebook ads <laughs> or playing an online game to generate virtual gold for the government. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Nothing about things like that. What yeah. about what about doing something nice like it. helping an old lady cross the street or something? I, I would I say it's a lot easier to lose it. I thought Facebook was banned in China. I, I don't know, but it's really interesting, and it's not fully implemented. It's going to be implemented across China. They're That's planning for twenty twenty. Really? Yeah. You know, on the surface, it's I don't very different country. Hate the idea. Yeah. Okay. It, it's it's a, it, all right. I know you. I know how slippery it can get. I do get it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, that's the issue, right? Like, sure. E- eventually, you know, when you go up the levels of bureaucracy, there's somebody decides what is and what isn't unex- an, an acceptable be. behavior. Absolutely. And if all of a sudden, you know, that government changes. An obvious example would be what a would all of a sudden Adolf Hitler gained power, or someone like Adolf Hitler, and all of a sudden you got isolated because you didn't give a Nazi salute right. in one of the uh, mandatory meetings that they had three times a day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, boom! Absolutely. You're not playing along. Yeah. And they have ways to compel you, and if you still do not play along, then they know they've got a serious rebel, and you need to be taken care of. Is it all video camera, then? How do they know about these dogs running off leash? Like, is it just oh, reporting. Well, I th- it's I, an app on the phone, right? So, and I think there's so many people. Yeah, someone else walks by and goes, oh, boom. Right. Well, Bob out here is walking his dog without a leash. Aren't there like? Or the a, dog took a poo and Bob didn't clean it up properly. What's the population of China? Like it's close to a billion. If, like a billion people. I can't even comprehend that many people. But in, <laughs> in China, they stated their objective is that uh, they want to make anyone who is really high scoring on the social credit system to have complete freedom, do anything they want, go anywhere they want. For anyone who scores in the bottom ranks of the social credit system, make it difficult for them to even take a step out their door. No, you're being trained like a if dog. You, yeah, if you follow all of our rules, you can do what you want. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, if you are a good friend of the Communist Party or you have a, a great standing in business and the Communist Party, then... Pretty much no matter what you do, you'll always have a great credit score. Much like in SNC yes. Lavalin and Trudeau, right? Yes, you'll you'll always escape judgment. <laughs> Interesting uh, you brought that up. The, despite the tactics you make. It, it's just quid pro quo. I mean, certain companies or people always enjoy a special status in specific governments. No matter where yeah. you go, it's always there. All right, well, thanks for coming out this week, everybody. Um, hope you enjoyed our... Uh, many topics of discussion and i hear that we have a special guest coming on next week if uh, all plays out well so uh we will talk to you next week good night bye bitcoin roundtable random musings and interviews about bitcoin